X Garage got Marcus Pittman on the channel here with us today. How's it going, Marcus? It's going good, man. How are you? Good. So, uh, you decided to uh, go at war with Netflix. What what kind of brought that on? <laughs> well, I mean, I've had a lot of a lot of times where uh, it's been difficult to get monetized making Christian films and doing Christian television and all that sort of thing. And so I was actually, I had Babies Are Still Murdered Here, and Babies Are Still Murdered Here was on Amazon Prime, and it was actually demonetized from Amazon Prime. And even when it was up there, we were only making maybe five bucks a month because Amazon Prime only gives you like a nickel for every like 1,000 people that watch your content. So you weren't making a lot. I mean, a lot of people were watching it because to make five bucks a month on that is pretty good. But... uh it there wasn't enough to really i mean you can't make a make a living putting films out on amazon prime so whoops my video dropped out sorry yep, uh you can't make a living putting stuff out on amazon prime making five cent for every thousand views unless you get exclusive deals with amazon or netflix or something like that which is not going to come to the for the Christian worldview, they're not going to get those deals, and so. But they're not wanting. Just, they're not wanting movies on uh, anti-abortion propaganda. What's wrong with you? No, man. Imagine that. And so, <laughs> so uh, anyway, um, that just got me thinking in terms of like what would be a good model for Christians to make money making films, but also not be tied into that sort of pure flicks hallmark movie style uh for women like what is like a man, what is what does manly christian films look like and stuff like that so that's sort of where lore got started and made a few calls to some people some christians who were in you know the uh the business world and pitched it to them and they were all in and so uh we got started uh pretty much January this year is when everything really launched and took off. And uh, I've been doing it full time since then. And we're building it out and already greenlit two projects and, um, and yeah, man, it's, it's going really well. So. Cool. Well, I do have one question is one of those going to be a, a sitcom with you and Chris Wineland. <laughs> uh, Chris Wineland has, an open invitation to make anything he wants <laughs> on our platform, uh, but he hasn't sent me anything. So maybe one day he'll 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 sit down and and get serious about a pitch. So yeah, uh, well, see, you mentioned you wanted to create a space for all the the canceled actors. I mean, are you are you wanting to get canceled yourself? Like, is that just kind of a? <laughs> well, I feel like I've already been canceled. My Twitter account got suspended this week, so. Uh, for the David and Goliath reference. Which, oh, okay. Which is, I, I said, I said uh, something like, Laura's going to chop the heads off the uncircumcised Philistines. <laughs> oh, I saw that one. I liked that. And then that got me, <laughs> that got me canceled. And then uh, for violence. And, uh, <laughs> and so, so, so yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, if, if the founders are counts cancel proof, then the artists will be. 
So, you know, if they can't cancel us for some strange comment we made 10 years ago when we were in a cage stage or something like that, then uh, they're not going to be able to cancel any of our artists. So <laughs> the good old cage stage. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're a bunch of Christians, but you're not necessarily excluding non-Christians uh, in, in the. No, it's, of- a, it's a for-profit business uh, that's geared for everybody. Um the obviously there is no neutrality Mm -hmm. i think we've seen that very clearly with netflix you know putting in their you know trans actors every you know in every show or putting in a gay actor in every show and requiring that the creators do it too they, they, they they have they have blasphemy laws they have certain specific laws that they they follow and so do we uh, my my belief, though, is that our laws that we have actually provide more freedom um, and create better art. So it's going to be cool to sort of see that tested out and fleshed out in, in the real world. So I'm, I'm excited to see that happen. Amen to that, man. Cool. So uh, should I expect to be offended by your content? Is that kind of... <laughs> yeah, I think Christians are going to be offended by the content. Um <laughs> especially evangelical culture, I think, Mm -hmm. Um, because I think one of the things Pure Flix and and the Christian music industry too, it's not exclusive. The mainstream Christian art, the, I guess you could call it big, big Christian art, whatever you want to call it. uh, They've sort of done a really good job in molding Christian art in such a way that it's, distinct from the world's art the secular art but they haven't made it's not a good distinction (laughs) so it's just like you know this is what caleb phrase music sounds like this is what a christian film looks like it's kind of i think a lot of people i think a lot of people are expecting that i you know christian hip-hop really messed up that uh all the work they put into keeping those genres separate right you know christian music separate from country music they put a lot of time and money into making sure that there were clear boundaries. Um, and then when Christian hip hop came on the scene, it messed everybody up because people were calling into Caleb asking to play Lecrae and Caleb's like, well, that's not praise music. And they're like, well, where do I listen to Lecrae? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so Caleb had to go and start like the air one radio stations that play like, you know, the Toby Mac and the Lecrae and the, and, and the reach record stuff. And so, right. So, you know, it was, it was, a, it was a big shift and, and the democratization of the internet is what really allowed for that um, to happen. There weren't any rules on what Lecrae could do when he put his music on iTunes. Cool. And so the same thing, we think the same thing is going to happen with, uh, with uh, Christian films and television shows because of the internet. I think the time is right. And, but I, I don't think everybody's going to accept it especially as like what does what does adult christian television look like right like what what what's what's a what's a show that only you and your wife should watch together that's not sinful but it's not for kids like that's sort of the thing we've defined as like well christian content is only for you know in any kid can watch it but that's not necessarily that's not how people work in the real world and that's not how um, you know, there's there's Christian books you don't let your kid read, right? Like there's right. books on marriage <laughs> and stuff like that you don't let your kid read. And so the same thing should be true for like Christian television entertainment. 
And I mean, I like think... like your comment on uh, David, right? I mean, it's not like the biblical narrative isn't uh, full of graphic content. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, sin is real. Sin is graphic. Those sort of things. Uh, there's there's uh, all sorts of sort of stuff that men would watch that a woman wouldn't watch. Um, so so there's stuff that women watch that a man won't watch. And mm-hmm. so the Christian movie. Christian movies are largely based on the fact that they knew that they were going to get the movies in the theater for a few weeks and it wouldn't be that long in the theater. And so what, what, what came as a result of the Christian movies being in the theater for such a short run is that they realized, well, we have to sell the DVDs. Well, how do we sell the DVDs? Well, we sell them at Lifeway bookstores and Christian bookstores. Who are the main consumers of Christian bookstores? Well, it's, you know, it's soccer moms, right? So Southern Baptist soccer moms. So (laughs) suddenly all the movies that were played in the theater were really only for 35-year-old soccer moms. And because they knew they could get them to buy them at the bookstore when they saw them. And And so that is a very small niche, uh, it's a, but it's also very profitable for them. So, I mean, like it worked, like it wasn't a, a bad business decision, but it, it, it didn't create any sort of freedom in the film economy for the Christians to really sort of take hold and take captive. But this is why, you know, veggie, we got veggie tales from this. We got all these sort of uh, like sort of Christian productions that a lot of us look back on with fondness um, as a kid growing up. Um, and, and, but a lot of that is great when we were kids, cause our mom would buy it for us. But now that we're adult men, it's like, well, you know, where's our, where's, where's our adult, uh, Simpson style Christian cartoon series. <laughs> like, what does like, that look like in a Christian world? You know, what I mean, the Babylon B has, has those, uh, little of cartoons. Course. I want to see a 30 minute yeah. version of that. <laughs> yeah, I would be great. Yeah. Yeah. They're welcome anytime. <laughs> So <laughs> I'll give so, him a call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but those are the sort of things like, you know, you know, I, I watch Rick and Morty. It's a good it's show. It's not a Christian. It's not a Christian show by any stretch of the imagination. It actually is nihilistic in everything it is. I would say uh, that Rick but, is, is probably one of the most consistent atheists in television. Well, see, isn't that the interesting thing, right? <laughs> so you have Dan Harmon trying to make this nihilistic cartoon show, but yet he's trying to, find out if rick like has any value if if there's anything valuable in the world and and they always go back to the family right and like he's always but even that family isn't really valuable to rick uh at at least you know the struggle i mean like which version of the family right wasn't it that 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 ending in uh i think it was season one where he was like oh god please don't let me die please don't let me die then he lives and he's like ha ha f you god or, or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah right that's right that's right terrible so, <laughs> so even rick and morty like rick and morty is not a christian tv show it's not done from a christian worldview but that story could be done by a christian like that comic could be done uh it, it, w- it would look different but i think a lot of the the some of that stuff would even be would still be in the, be in there even the blasphemies if you want to have you know how how does a christian make an atheist that really hates god right. right so you know doug wilson talks about that too in the sense of like well can you blaspheme in literature or, or your book you're writing 
And he goes, well, if the character is, if it's really required of the character, then it can be uh, because it's not in, in that sense. When you're writing a character that's blaspheming God, you're not blaspheming God uh, because you're actually using God's name in a way that brings glory and honor to them. Like, just, and it's just, just in the same way, the, the prophets wrote about people blaspheming yeah. God. Right. So, so it, it sounds crazy, but I'm all that to say is like, there's a, there's a much more broader spectrum of Christian content than we can imagine. And that's, yeah. that's going to offend evangelicals when they see it. Uh, but the Christians who think critically when they look at art and movies and stuff like that, they're going to, I think they're really going to embrace it and, yep. and be like, wow, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, Stephen King, I read his book on writing and he, he mentioned something similar. Um, not that he's a Christian by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but he was saying that if, if you're writing a character, don't, don't lie for the sake of the, the women's Bible study. If you're, if you have right. a character that really would swear, let you have to let him swear you're lying. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's a fair assessment. I think Doug, Doug Wilson would probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, cool. Um, so, and then I, I have a question in terms of, of what are you looking for? If somebody is, is listening to this um, and they, they want to get involved artistically, what, what is the level of production that you're looking for? How does, how does that even work with um, what yeah. you guys have so, set up? So one of the things you're finding is, is, is Hollywood is a massive organization, sort of like the church. There's there's different body parts that do different things, right? There's people who build sets. There's people that compose music. There's people that just do lighting, right? Like, so all those sort of things, there's all these gifts and talents. And so it's easy to make the platform and say, well, you know, only the directors uh, are involved. And then, but then the, what we found was that, I mean, that was originally the idea, but what we found was that, Oh man, there's a lot of you know people that work in Hollywood that aren't just the directors and the actors, right? So, so what we're doing is if you go to lore.tv, there's a content creator sign up or a creator sign up, and you can actually put in that on that list like what you do and some link to your work. And and I think what we'll probably have at some point is some sort of database to really connect artists. So when their project, when a project is funded, uh, they'll get access to, you know, the names of people that they might be able to uh, get to go and work with them on projects. So, so, so that's sort of, you know, you know, Netflix does that. That's not out of the ordinary. If you're working on a project for Netflix, they have databases and lists of people that they've approved that, uh, can help make your project. So, so it's not really out of the ordinary in the, in the industry. Um, so, so that, so that's like, really, that's really helpful. So we're going to, yeah. we're going to do that too. So yeah, it, the, the, everybody will be able to benefit from what Laura's doing. So cool. Uh, and then you, you uh, are sending out emails about the, the kind of investors that you're looking for. What are you looking for right now? Yeah, so the government makes it really difficult and tricky to get investors. So it's not, like it would be nice if if you could just give me money and I go, okay, great, you got this, you know, whatever mm -hmm. part of the company or however we do it, right? Um, but the government has a lot of regulations and requirements, and a lot of those regulations and requirements are lifted if the investment is large enough which is weird because you would think the smaller investments would get like the less but it doesn't work that way so right now the government considers a qualified and an accredited investor 
as someone who has a million dollars in assets outside of his home plus 50,000 to invest. So I think that's how it works. Uh, there's some give way there, I believe in, in a lot of that. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's essentially how the, the government looks at it. But, but ultimately we are forming that list of investors and we're forming the list of investors who uh, might want to help with crowdfunding or might want to, you know, uh, help fund a film or a project uh, that we're working on, which wouldn't be the company as a whole, but maybe more of a, along those lines. So if you go to lore.tv, you can sign up as an investor there. I mean, that's, that's really important because, you know, I know like Gab's been talking about it, <clears throat> like with Parler, Parler was, <clears throat> Parler was, uh, they, they were, and they were started by Robert Mercer's who, who is a, a big, he's like a right-wing version of George Soros. Right. And so he, he started parlor with lots of money and no te technological background. Uh, and he fired the CEO that started the company just like a few weeks ago. Um, and so like that guy, you know, Matt, Matt, John Matsky, I think came in and, started parlor the mercers came in and gave him like more money than he could ever imagine and then they started you know parlor got really popular and whatnot and then when parlor got shut down he comes in and because he gave so much money just fired the ceo that started the company and he lost control of the whole company hmm. so there's always that worry of like well we need money to start the business but we don't want the the we don't want uh people like hedge funds and stuff to come in and suddenly we're a Marxist company again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like that, that's not what we want. So what we really need is Christians with a pretty decent and well, pretty strong backbone and understanding. But if you try to convince Christians to invest that quickly into like a Christian business or something, so it's, it's a lot more difficult um, because of where they value their money. They value their money in abortion organizations and missionary organizations and all these other things. So teaching Christians, no, no, no. Uh, your money is just as valuable in a Christian business and building infrastructure as it is in a missionary organization or fighting abortion. Like, cause they all, they're all part of the same thing. You know, there's going to be several abortion related projects on lore, right? So that is essentially an abortion I mean, of course, we're going to talk about that. Yep. Um, so, 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 but the difference is you actually get a, a, an actual return on your investment uh, in addition to the eternal one with a business. So there's some value there too. Cool. So, uh, so how can we help you cancel Hollywood? Yeah. So just go to Lore TV <laughs> and sign up on the email list and, uh, and you can, you can do, you can do it there. Just sign up as an investor. If you're, if you just want information and to be alerted to important updates and stuff, you can uh, sign up there and then be an investor or creator. So streamer, investor, or creator, whatever you decide. So Awesome. And how, how can we pray for you? Yeah, man, just pray that God um, sends us the, the venture capital that we need, that we can find godly men with a backbone who, who want to fight with us as, and aren't cowards. Um, that's important. And then also pray that... Uh, uh, that God gives our, our team wisdom in our day-to-day -day decisions and, and our time that we use that, 
as good as we can. So awesome. Cool. Hey, well, thank you so much, uh, Marcus, for coming on and, and uh, talking with us for a little bit. I'm super excited to see uh, what you guys are doing and, and what we're going to see in the future. Yeah, man. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Thank you.